All righty, welcome into another edition of What's Up, Belly Up, our second of the new year. I got my uh, trusty, dusty uh, co-host here, Zach Mack. Appreciate you, uh, you tuning in, or I guess, I guess coming in for another episode. I guess the first one couldn't have been that bad, so. So, so that's a good building point. So, so Zach, uh, another big show last last week. Uh, it's it, it's funny. Last week, you know, you're you're a hockey guy, puck puck pass, and we keep talking about football. And and you know, I'll shoot you messages throughout the day. Say, hey, but let's build our uh, kind of our game plan. And you're just you're all about the playoffs right now, the NFL playoffs. So, so that's where we're gonna we're gonna go. But uh, I guess before I blabber on, man, I uh, appreciate you. Uh, you being with us again tonight. We're gonna record this and we'll get into some uh, belly up sound off. We got a whole a whole night ahead of us, so we'll get our original takes out right here. That way, sound off. <laughs> we'll see yeah, that we'll let those guys talk. But uh, yeah, but uh, but uh, again, uh, moral of the show. I guess not moral of the show. I guess gist of the show. Kind of slide into these topics, get in and out, keep the keep the. Uh, keep the attention of the the user that way they don't dip out too early but you know going through the uh, the script this week i was impressed that very well i mean i, I guess we'll touch on it a little bit but eagles they're very uh, they only show up once in the script this week i figured you'd have a lot to say but i i think we kind of talked about that last week a little extensive as, as well as the lions too so so uh, again rather than blab around we'll, we'll get right into it uh, we'll, we'll start it right at the top the the two uh, two names, two QBs. I, I had my uh, my sleeper pick, if you will. Even on the show last week, I said I, I can't really consider them a sleeper because I figured they'd make a run, and and that was the Saints. Well, boy, do I look like an idiot. Uh, Drew Brees definitely didn't help himself. Uh, that that game, you were sending me messages like, no matter what, you, somehow the Vikings were going to lose this game, you know. And, yeah. and so, with that being said. Brady Breeze, you know, both these guys, both these guys out round one, there's really no proven quarterback. I mean, Cousins, Tannehill, I mean, maybe veteran guys, but no proven at, at this point. Mahomes, I get it, but wouldn't it be fitting to say, you know, is Aaron Rodgers the next one to get bounced? He's got, he's got to be, man. It's, it's got to be fate at this point. If you look at it, he's, He's not quite 40. Like, I think Bruce is, Breeze is 40, Brady's 42 or something like that. And Rogers is like 36 or something like that. But then you've got, I think Russell Wilson's 31 and Tannehill's 31. And somebody can school me if they want, but I think those are the two oldest quarterbacks left other than Rogers. It almost feels like Rogers destined to lose. I mean, it, it seems like the Packers have nothing other than Aaron Rodgers. And it's if he loses, it's what you got. Is it Pat Mahomes with the most playoff experience? Other than, which I, was, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Cousins hasn't. I mean, and Daniel, right. I don't think he's Deshaun Watson it. lost a game, so I yeah, I think, I think it's Mahomes, which is just so weird to think. Like it's twenty twenty. It's so easy to be like, yeah, new year, new me, new decade, whatever. But but it really is a new era. It really is a new era. So, um, I I don't think there's really a whole lot to talk about that other than, uh, you know, big picture. You could see the writing on the wall. The, the turning of the page with the quarterback classes, these young guys coming in, really lighting it on fire. Uh, you, you still got your your OG quarterbacks here, but uh, as far as Brady, you know, what do you think? Was that the last game in, in a Patriots uniform? And, and or, or I guess, or 
was that the last game you ever see? Meaning his last pass will be a pick six. I, I dude, I, I would love for his last pass to be a pick six. Just and not really because I even hate Tom Brady because I don't, but just just for Boston fans who want to pipe up Tom Brady, you'll always have this dagger you can stick. Like, yeah, but his last pass was pick six, and it it ended their playoff run. So for that reason, I kind of want it to be his last one. But it seems like from all the Boston fans, I'm really interested to hear what you think, but. I, 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 it seems like the Boston fan seems pretty confident that he's going to be back, but I'm confused by his – like every time he's asked, he's very vague. Well, the the surprising part to me was I, I would – why would he not come back? He, he's – you know, you've seen what Favre did, and, and I wouldn't say necessarily it tainted his legacy, but it, it was a lot different than if he just retired in Green Bay, you know, where, where Brady has the same opportunity – uh, I'm sure they would welcome him back. Uh, he's always been uh, the type of guy that will restructure, renegotiate. I know he doesn't have a contract, but to, to, to the best interest of the team. So it would make sense, but his answers, everything he says is he wants to thank the, the, the team. He wants to thank uh, the yeah. fans. You know, it's almost like his, his farewell to the city. And, and, you know, there are a lot of options that really, really could make sense for him to go slide in. Because there's no way he comes back to this team with this offense. I don't care how much you like Julian Edelman. I don't care. I mean, there. this was just – I mean, this was a guy doing everything he possibly could to get you there, him and Edelman. And outside of that, they had absolutely nothing. I mean, I mean, to, to me, to me, he's gone. But I don't think he's done with football. Are the, are the Patriots uh, the only team he hasn't beaten? Uh, I Somebody can I, honestly, like I, I don't know that, yeah. but but yeah, but wouldn't that be uh you know fitting if if he were to you know to slide in AFC? Obviously, I've heard you know he would uh, be a good fit with the Chargers, uh you know some some other teams. I know this is just all hearsay, you know too. nobody knows yeah. nobody you know, but but yeah you know uh, a nucleus where he can, he can just go slide into, but uh but yeah my take is he, he's not done, but uh I, I definitely. I, I definitely see him playing football, don't know where. So without these big names, uh, Brady, Breeze, I mean, you still got your Mahomes. You still got Tannehill making a push. Uh, you still got, uh, um, shoot, who's it? Well, Cousins, I guess he's not even. To me, I just, I, I, I can't, I don't even know how Cousins is still in, in this thing. Like, just, <laughs> there's nothing about him that says good quarterback. He took his money from Minnesota, and that was it. So, so as you strip these teams down, and you don't look at the individual athlete, and you don't even look at the individual team, is there a coach remaining right now that you would just say that, you know, this is a coach that I want to see win, that I want to see you get championship? Uh, for me, it's it's Andy Reid. Uh, I'm not big on the Chiefs, but like, like you said, if you're going to strip away the players, you can strip away the team. I think Andy Reid is very underappreciated as a coach, and he's pretty easy. He can – create a prolific offense wherever he goes and he's shown that and i don't think enough people realize that and it coaching is extremely underrated i think so i would like to see andy reed get a a ring there's uh i like pete carroll too he seems like a good guy i wouldn't hate pete carroll getting a ring oh i just can't I mean, everything when he chooses gum it just drives me nuts <laughs> That does drive me nuts. <laughs> I think that's the that's the only reason. I, honestly, to tell you the truth, and and I think this is the biggest long shot, but for some reason, what Vrabel did to Belichick last week, 
uh, just makes me – I talked about him last week. You know, I, I love the way he coaches his intensity. It, it, for some reason, I can, I can see him. Yeah, he's still he's a young coach. He, he's more so unproven. But there's just something about this season, what he's doing, how he took out Belichick. It just that that's where I'm at right now. I I, I love me some Vrabel. Uh, I'm not gonna fully dive in on this bandwagon because I think there are better teams. But uh, but you know, I just I, I don't know. That that's that's where I'm at. Love to see it happen. Don't think it's gonna happen which uh, easily transitions to my next piece, you know, is is there a team in the AFC outside of Baltimore and Kansas City that has a chance to advance to the next round? I don't think so. I If there is, yeah, I, I, I think Baltimore wins easily. And actually, I don't uh, – who's Baltimore? Baltimore plays the Titans. So, yeah, you're just talking about Mike Vrabel. Yeah. I. I do like Mike Vrabel. I'm glad you said that. I, I would be a little worried that after Belichick gets all his rings and Mike Vrabel starts getting these rings, and then we're just we're just never gonna hear the end of it for Boston fans. But yeah, I I think the Ravens win far and away because a lot what a lot of people aren't talking about the Ravens is yeah you know Lamar Jackson he's getting all his hype and and they're the top rushing team or whatever, but they also have a top five defense. So it's and people forget that. So I I they just seem so unbeatable to me, especially against the Titans. That if there is a shot at a dark horse in the AFC, it could be the Texans over the Chiefs. But I, it still would be so hard for me to pick that. Like I, I think Mahomes with a week's rest, a week to prepare, or an extra week to prepare. I just I think I don't, I don't give either of them a chance. If I was to answer the question, do you? Yeah, th- no. And you know what? Last week I picked uh, I picked KC Seattle in my Super Bowl, and and I still hold that true, but. I mean, Casey Baltimore. If it comes on that, that that's a game that uh, with the, the Super Bowl implications, you that's know, got that, that that to me would that would be the Super Bowl right there. I mean, because I think uh, I think what's coming out of the NFC this year is is I mean, the, the AFC I think this year is far superior. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, I I don't even think you know. I mean, even with me picking Seattle. In saying that, you know, they have this opportunity. Even if if they do make it, Kansas City, I still think think has them. But no, I don't think uh, anybody beats Baltimore or Kansas City at least next round. But um, you know, talking about the NFC in Seattle uh, in the matchup this week with with Green Bay, uh, we saw a a glimpse of it. Beast mode being beast mode. Um, he had a, he had a run where you just couldn't couldn't take him down you know is this is this the week that we pretty much see him go full beast mode uh, against a you know a putrid run d i think the packers ranked what, 23rd or something like that uh obviously uh not the greatest but but for for the scenario what what's going on you know um i think russell wilson i, I think that's that's the gameplay you know they, they build around that but i think Beast mode ha- has it in the tank. Is this the game where he, he puts it together and and goes back to beast mode? It would be absolute poetry because there's, I mean, there's, you got to think. There's a reason Marshawn Lynch wanted to come back to football, but there's a reason Seattle brought him back to football. And yeah, it's a match made in heaven that he comes back to Seattle. It doesn't make any sense if he goes anywhere else. But yeah, you mentioned it. The Packers, twenty third ranked defense as far as yards per game allowed during the regular season to the worst defense rush defense left in the playoffs. Ironically enough, I think the Seahawks were 22nd, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if 
I, I think it would be – I would love to see it. And I think the NFL has its way of poetry that I think it could be third – Late third quarter. I mean, you've seen. Have you seen the video of, of Marshawn Lynch there? I don't remember who's interviewing him, but he's like, "If you run through a motherfucker over and 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 over again, they're just not gonna want to take that. <laughs> like, like that mentality is like, yeah, by the third or fourth quarter, you're gonna have a beast mode run. I think we could see it this week. You know, and, and also on a, on a side note, how, how is he a guy? You would think he was straight out of. Well, I mean, he is straight out of like. I mean, he, he's had a rough, rough upbringing, but you yeah. would think that that still follows him, that that's still his life. But the the dude is one of the biggest community activists, uh, from what I hear. Never met him, but one one of the nicest dudes you're gonna meet. As far as the media, he's. He's not. He's never rude to the media. He just never has anything to say, and and it's almost like this dude is like a big teddy bear per se. You know, like he, he on the field he'll just run you over and over and over uh, to play in the woods there, as tacky as that is. But uh, but uh, but you know, you see so much about him and everything that he does, and, and it's hard not to root for a guy like that. Yeah. And I know I know you talked about Pete Carroll. You know, maybe seeing him win one and. And and I would like to see you know beast mode in that situation, but on uh, you know on a, on another note, it seems that uh, this season there was a, and I can't even say this is a mini beast mode because this is by far the the biggest beast mode. Uh, Derrick Henry has essentially ran through the playoffs, or I shouldn't say ran through the playoffs because we're only one. I mean the end of the season to the playoffs. Yep. So you know Tennessee draws you know. What, what maybe uh, at this point, l- looking on paper, looking at the first week, the the softest AFC opponent in the first round, which you would have never thought, you know, and, and he just runs through <laughs> and he's looking for what? What's the record, like 611 yards or something like that? Yeah, 60. Yeah, he would have to run for 611. I think 610 is the record, yeah. So, so you know, is this setting a stage, like like I said, transitioning from one beast mode to the next? Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I don't even think beast mode for this guy at this point is is due just because of what he's doing. You know, never in a million years, and this is this goes back to Ohio State quarterbacks and, and Alabama quarterbacks, and, you know, we've seen out, outside of Mark Ingram and now Derrick Henry, the, the studs that come out of Alabama, that come out of – out of uh, Ohio State, they never usually translate to the to the NFL. And now you're seeing Mark Ingram, where he 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 finished strong with the Saints, went to Baltimore. I said, oh, this is a good opportunity for him, but I didn't think he'd have the season that he had. And then we're talking about Derrick Henry, who was pretty much averaging 200 yards the that last quarter, you know, of the season. You know, is is this a guy that you know you can just hang your hat on and go? Because at one point, uh, two three years ago. I mean, he was splitting carries with Deion Lewis, you know, and, yeah. and not to get, not to get too far off on, on on everything. But I mean, is this a guy that you could see potentially? He's not he's not flashy. He's a big boy. I, I think he can he can outrun more people than I actually think. Could you could you see somebody like him? I think ultimately not a speed guy, which doesn't translate to paper, but to to pull off a record like this in the playoffs. I know playoff records. Uh, are not huge because yeah. you know Super Bowl is, is ideal, but but I mean, could somebody like this? I mean, could could Vrabel, could Tennessee, Tannehill? I mean, could they just pound him until till there is no more and he 
like falls into this record and they and they really ride out. I know we talked about uh, you know, we don't see Baltimore or Kansas City losing, but can they at least make it close? Well, yeah, I listen, that's a good point because he ran for a well, hundred the stars aligned for him to break this record, honestly, if someone's gonna do it, because there's a couple things you need. You need to play a wild card game. You can't have a game off and break this record unless you're just an absolute monster because yeah, you're just gonna play true. one game less. Yeah. And he and he runs for a hundred 182 yards on the number one defense in the regular season. The number one defense in points allowed and yards allowed. 182 yards. So the defense he's going to see here, for all intents and purposes, are only going to get easier. Yeah, he took a couple weeks off. <clears throat> or he, I think he took at least the last week off. I don't know if he took two weeks off before the playoffs. But the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. But as you mentioned, he was absolutely killing it. He gets the rushing title. Uh, so... And yes, that if the Titans are going to win, I think Mike Rabel knows it as well as you know it as well as I know it. They have to ride Derrick Henry. I, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is not going to be Nick Foles out there and making miracle passes. Let's be honest. The guy the guy can make smart decisions, but he's not going to be throwing dimes 40 yards down the field. They're going to have to ride Derrick Henry, and if they can do it correctly, man, 6'10", I mean, he's already got 182 of them out of the way. Like, I think he could do it. I hope he can do it. That would be awesome. Yeah, uh, close to a third of the way, yeah. So, you know, this is great. We don't we don't even script this stuff. We just kind of ad lib as it is. Is you know, you bring up Nick Foles, and and all <laughs> all last week on our show, we we talked about uh, Wentz, and and you know, well, he's got all the, all the talent. We said we we both said he's talented. He, he's got the variables, everything he needs to do. But he's got to he's got to win this game. If he doesn't, he's going to be crucified. Well. Okay, so maybe he wasn't crucified, but the circumstances didn't necessarily play out in his favor. Uh, he went down, everybody saw with the injury, uh, whether it was a, a vicious hit or, or no call, you know, you be the judge, but I know we're a lot of America sides, which is totally fine. But I think that hit and him being out of the game, and don't get me wrong, if he stayed in the game, they could have lost still, they could have won it, who knows. But that hit right there, solidified him another season by the fans to say, okay, we're going to give, we're going to give Carson once one more time, because if he didn't get injured and he lost that game, no way in hell, no way in hell. In, in that game, you know, I, I think that that game, we, we talked about Seattle going in there and, and they had kind of their backs against the wall because it was a, you know, the situation, the tables turned really quick. But to me, that game, you know, that was the game where, Drank some beers, kind of rested, took a few naps through the game. You know, no big deal. Saul Wentz was out right away. Uh, Mark went crazy. You know, it was the, yeah. it was the, the vicious, most vicious hit you've ever seen. You know, in, is this – am I am I right? You following me? Do you think he bought – and I don't mean this in a bad way. I don't mean an injury. But, you know, none of these injuries that he's had, ACL, anything else, they don't translate to him being injury prone because they're right. all different. Right. But especially especially that one, uh, you know, the, the hit to the head, there's nothing you can do about that. But is that kind of his saving grace in, in in Philly right now that he's got one more year with the fans because there's really nothing he could do about it? That is absolutely his saving grace. You hit the nail on, on that. That's why I was <laughs> – you were like mid-talking right there, and I was just like, this is too funny because – it, it honestly is. If, if he doesn't have a stage to prove himself, the Eagles fans are going to continue to be like, well, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, look what he did in the regular season. He threw for 4,000 yards. And he didn't have a single receiver over 500. 
give him another shot. Like, and, and I get what you mean. I don't want to make light of the fact that he gets injured because you never want to see a guy get injured, especially the way he got injured with the hit by Clowney. But again, it's just like I, it, it's endless arguments that are so hard to ever have a conclusion to because you can't say that he's good in the playoffs. But you also can't say that he sucks in the playoffs. And it's just both sides yeah, of speculation. And it's like we're going to get it again. And if the yeah. Eagles don't make the playoffs and they're like right on the fringe, they're going to like, well, we'll give him another year. Just get, just get, hey, let's just give him one more year. Just give him one more year. And we're just going to keep hearing it from Eagles fans, man. I don't, maybe Carson Wentz makes a there's, career out of it. There's got to, there, I was going to say, I was just going to say that. There's got to be, I'm sure there's a record. Someone will find it for, a a starting QB to lead their team to the playoffs to never actually play in the playoffs. <laughs> There's got to be some kind of he probably holds it. If I had to guess, he holds structure. it. Yeah, I mean, at this point, and again, you know, it, it's fun uh, to harp on the Eagles. We're we're uh, Lions fan fans, as we always reiterate. So. We have nothing better to do than than to to pick <laughs> fights with people that uh, we we hold dear to the company because we have nothing better to talk about because our teams are you know nothing so but uh but you know I, I think we'll we'll wrap it up this is uh this this went well again uh, <laughs> but uh, needless to say uh, any any final thoughts any final words uh, you know puck puck pass you guys uh, how you guys what record two two times a week it just kind of vary. Yep, we got Wednesdays and Saturdays are recording days. Wednesdays and Saturdays. So so look out for those guys. Uh, big show on the Belly Up Network. Um, you know, I, I would say we can talk about the Red Wings, but there's not much to talk about. I saw KJ giving you a hard time the other night. Um, it, it is putrid for Detroit right now. It's it rough. Is, uh, you know, we plugged the Lions a little bit last, last week, talking about, oh, you know, maybe they could do this, this, and this, but – I think it's just we're more realist, not the slappy Lions fans that there I mean, are. I don't get into the Kool Aid. Let's <laughs> let's talk about another. Since we talked about the Lions and they're not in the playoffs last week, let's talk a little bit about another team that's not in the playoffs: the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know you saw the Darren Ravel tweet about how he's going back and forth with this guy who got this Bengals oh, Burrow jersey, beautiful, and he gets beautiful. embarrassed. But my my question is is. Are you just like dead set that the Bengals are going to pick a quarterback? Like, what if they just surprise everyone and they go like Chase Young and they're like, we're going to give Dalton another shot? Do you think that happens at all? Honestly, honestly, to tell you the truth, I think the biggest wild card in this, which is pretty well checked out, is AJ Green because they do have a, a still a semi young uh, receiving core. They got John Ross that's really never equated to what he thought to be. Uh, Boyd's finally coming around. He had a good season, back-to-back to -back to, uh, 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, I mean, they got a run game. The, the, the team on paper, it's, it's just like I was talking about the Falcons today. Like, on paper, you look at these teams, and granted, the Falcons are light years above that. But how do these teams not win? And, and, and to go back to your question, I, I think I think they have to go. Uh, I think they have to go Burroughs, but, you know, Dalton's definitely checked out if that happens, you know. So, so who's really going to mentor the guy? Because I think they got a a rookie or, or a, you know a first or second year quarterback as a backup. Whoever that guy was that was playing, I can't even tell his name right now. But you know they wanted to give him a chance to see if he could equate to anything, and then they went back to Dalton. That just shows you that you have absolutely nothing in the quarterback. Yeah. So it's all but done. 
you know, you, yeah, you can get a Chase Young and plug him on the defense, but offensively, what are you going to do? You know, you, you've got you've got nothing. So, so yes, I, I definitely think they're all in. Uh, the fans are all in. Uh, fans are already buying jerseys. Um, you know, good for them. Uh, Lions got the third pick, so so we'll see where we're at. But but the Bengals, I, I definitely think they're all in. Yeah, I mean, Dalton's got. It looks like I just pulled up his contract real quick. It looks like he's got one more year next year. So I'm just thinking, like, it's tough to say because if you draft Chase Young and you're like, we're just gonna stick out Dalton one more year, and if we suck again, we'll just pick like Trevor Lawrence or something. I don't know, but um, it's tough to say because if you if you draft Chase Young, you're probably gonna get a couple wins out of that. And I don't, I don't know exactly how hard these guys are trying to win. Maybe Dalton just does actually suck. Maybe he had an off year. And AJ Green is hurt, like you said. That's a good point. You bring up AJ Green, so I, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on the fact that they'll go quarterback. I realize that it's a very good chance that they'll go quarterback, and that's probably the smartest move. But I think, I think they could surprise everyone and just be like, because who's who's behind the lines are three. Who's got the two pick? Do you know? Off the top of your head, so was it Washington? Okay, so yeah, and they've got Dwayne Haskins, so. If you do that, if you pick Chase Young, like Joe Burrow slips because I, if you got Dwayne Haskins, you're probably not drafting Joe Burrow. Lions don't really need a quarterback yet. No. I just think that would make the draft interesting. I was kind, I'm kind of hoping that the Bengals just like pull a wild card something. Well, yes, you guys heard it here first. The the hockey guy would rather prefer just just to make the draft interesting. Uh, <laughs> the Bengals. Let's not take Burroughs because uh, obviously it actually would because, uh, you know, Burroughs would, would probably at least drop to the fourth or people are going to be trading up in the second and third to get him. So so you, you heard it here first. Probably the first person, the only person that uh, that uh, thinks that uh, Burroughs. Chase Young to Cincinnati. And then he gets to stay in Ohio. <laughs> yes, you heard it here first. <laughs> but anyways, we, this is wrapping up uh, episode two here of What's Up, Belly Up. We're going to get out of here, and uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. So so to myself and the uh, handy-dandy uh, NFL guru that I have here with Zach Mack, I, I appreciate it, and we'll see you all next week. Go Niners.